This episode is sponsored by Audible.com. If anybody doesn't know, I'm sure most people do at least, Audible is a application or a website that you can use on your phone or computer that you can get access to audiobooks. Every month they will give you one free new book to try and listen to. Audible doesn't only do audiobooks, they also have comedy, self-help, fitness programs, wellness programs, and I'm a huge fan of the wellness programs personally, but also the audiobooks. Audible.com has thousands and thousands of titles. Mm -hmm. It would take you, I think, like 300 years to go through their entire library or something crazy like that. And to get your free trial, it is 30 days through our link. It is audibletrial.com slash the extra sisters. And that is T-H-E-E-X-O-R-C-I-S-T-E-R-S. And we just want to give a huge thank you yes, to thank audible.com you. for the sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Amanda and I'm Kristen and, and we are, are the exorcists. so sit back relax and let's get creepy welcome to episode 81 and in this episode we are going to be discussing another sequel we're going to be talking about Saw 2 from 2005 and sorry about the weird intro we're still getting this recording <laughs> remotely thing down and it, yeah. it's not the same when you're not looking at each other and because you know we can get our cues ready to go when we're looking right, at each exactly other. But Zencaster is not even like video either. It is just us staring at, at audio. It's real boring. Yeah. We're trying to get a little ahead because of everything going on with COVID-19. Yeah. So, you know, I know it's May, so we're recording this a little in advance, but, you know, we... We're not working. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, we're going we're gonna to record and then, you know, if anything crazy happens, we will update the episode if we need to. So... As we've talked about, we talked about Saw last year. Mm-hmm. Saw is, this is one of my favorite franchises up until about four or five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it loses me a little bit because I don't remember anything that happens. But like, especially right. one through three. I remember Saw 2 particularly being my favorite. And I I remembered scenes of it. It's been a long time since I watched it. And it just I just remember it being my favorite from back in the day. Oh yeah, this is my favorite. I love this one. So I was really excited when we did this because it's the first time cuz the Saw movies have done the group thing after this. That's not something they leave behind. But when you have the group aspect and I know they had the two together in the first one, but they have a house mm-hmm. full of people in this one that are all tied together and it's all kind of what's going on and who's the real, like, who are we really trying to trap here, which is the detective. And right. when you're a kid, or at least for me, 2005, I was a, a young wee one. I think <laughs> this was pre middle school for me. When all this started coming out. Now, I think I watched these when I got more into middle school, but I know I at least saw the third one in theaters. So I was still pretty young and these twists and everything blew my middle school mind. (laughs) So now rewatching this, not quite as thrilling, you know? Yeah. But that's still good. Still good. Yeah. I was really excited to watch it. So that was something because, you know, I don't know if for you, Kristen, but for me, you know, I I love doing this, but there are just some of those movies you're like, okay, gotta watch that. Yeah, no, I totally understand. Was this one that you had fun with, though? 
yeah, I was excited to watch it. I was like, oh, I get to watch yeah. Saw 2. So. Me too. I, I kind of jumped to it pretty fast. Yeah, so I was excited. And I forget. Now, there are some traps that I will never forget from this <laughs> film. Needle pit. The, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so like, as soon as they open the room and you see, like, the color of just the light, I was like, oh, it's the needle pit. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's so, like, burned into memory. But then there were some things where I forgot them. And actually the opening scene, I remembered this as soon as I saw it, but you kind of forget which saw traps are in what movies until right, you exactly. see them. And the key hidden in the eyeball, I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hated that. And I figured you, with your love of, you know, eyes, you were going to delve into that. Because you even see an x-ray of the inside of his eye and stuff. That was kind of cool. Eesh. So it's a mask. They basically, so first of all, this opens on a trap, just like the first one does. It doesn't really talk about anything or where we are. It just opens on a classic jigsaw trap. And movies do that usually to get the audience excited because the first Saw movie had a lot of of success. And so when you come back as a fan, what do you want? You want what you got into on the first one right right exactly so we gotta start off with brutality because that's what the saw movies they kind of started i know that we had you know cannibal holocaust and things like that first i'm not saying this started torture porn but this kind of torture porn because cannibal holocaust was very different yeah. but just to torture people with like these crazy intricate devices and yeah. it really well, started this and off there's so many of them that's why right. Saw's just known for it right there's what 12 of them now no a bajillion yeah, yeah. i think yeah. there's like eight seven of them plus eight coming and or something mm-hmm. like that yeah and so especially when it's not just to be brutal like hostile you know it's not right. just to exist on humans being evil and cruel And there's a point to it, which, you know, we get a little bit more into that in this one, which is fun. (laughs) But you get this, he calls it a Venus flytrap, and it's this mask, and it's open on both the front and the back of this guy's head full of nails, just, you know, pointing up. So it's going to spring shut eventually. Like an Iron Maiden. Correct. Just for his face. Just for, just for his face. Yes. And he can unlock it and get it off if he cuts into his eyeball to get the key. And y'all got me. I don't think I would. Y'all catch me dying on this one. Especially exactly. you didn't even give him five minutes. Yeah, man. That one is a really short timer. 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. 60 I couldn't seconds. decide in that. Yeah, I'd get my, my face mushed in. Yeah, me too. And I it, I mean, at the very least, I would think that, that would happen pretty quickly because into the brain, right? Like, yeah. those aren't particularly long nails, but he goes down pretty quickly. So they must have yeah. been long enough because it's not like they just broke his skull. Like, he did. Oh, yeah. And what immediately you get with this film, which is very reminiscent of this era, is that dark gray-blue scale of the early 2000s way of filming these Oh, yeah. Which I love. Just, yeah, it's that very trademarked early 2000s to Mm -hmm. mid-2000s style of filming. And you really get that when they kind of bring in the detectives and kind of move forward from there and you get Eric Matthews introduced. And there's a scene in the beginning where they do introduce Eric Matthews arguing with his son outdoors. And you can really tell how faded 
they wanted that image to look because it's outside and we know in our HD 4K live how that's supposed to look and how intentionally they brought that hue down to make this a dark, dingy movie. Really quick. Yeah. The detective's name is Eric Matthews mm-hmm. and I grew up on Boy Meets World. And the big uh, brother yeah. in that is Eric Matthews. <laughs> exactly. I also did too. The whole time I looked like different, different things. Exactly. It pokes up to me every time. I'm like, uh-uh. he 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 Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. No, I totally got you. I was like, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Do some fucked up shit. Runs with squirrels, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so when he goes to the crime scene, it says, look closer, Detective Matthews. So you immediately know that Jigsaw is out for this detective. And mm-hmm. I have to say, I made this note later. The macho male ego in this film is sickening but not in the good way like it's disgusting like everyone's gonna die kind of way between xavier later and detective matthews it's just kind of like i'm over it that's the only thing in this film that's like (laughs) i know there's a point to it but it's like oh my god i'm so tired of it let's move on and kill them right exactly no totally agree but they last so long so long so long (laughs) the end yes and actually literally right after this i made a note about the beefy muscly asshole because this (laughs) is when at the house the people start waking up because you get a shot of you know people together and the cops have figured out where jigsaw is and this is not an accident and you've got police officers and detectives that are not stupid that have been tracking him for a long time and now you've suddenly found him you're not going to question that for a second mm-hmm. or just just think for a second it's probably a trip wired house right maybe don't just rush in because they do and they fucking pay for it yes they do uh because it's well, I brutally pay for it Ooh. this guy's legs just get uh shattered into a bajillion pieces like bent the way they're not supposed to bend Ugh. it is and then he's laying there screaming and two of his buddies come in to help him and they get electrocuted and he's just in there with dead bodies oh my god this poor fucking guy yeah but i, I feel like they should have known this is just like re- no i totally agree police insufficiency like <laughs> well yeah even in the first one they show us two other crime scenes before we get to the main movie that the cops are researching they've seen this shit and fuck, man. in the first one, there are cops that do find him and it is rigged. Exactly. One <laughs> of them blows their heads off. Seriously? So, given that we have <laughs> knowledge of that. Don't rush is, in. Right. Because one of those cops lives to tell people that mm. it was fucked up <laughs> before this movie. So... The cops do get there. They bring in a whole SWAT team and they find John, who is Jigsaw. And Matthews is a fucking idiot. The whole time he's a fucking idiot. I know that you think your kid's gonna die. I get that. And I know, like, even if somebody took my pug, who, if you hear snoring, I'm sorry, but she's over there sleeping and I'm not gonna do anything about it right now. But Even if it was my pug, I would probably be a little irrational. I'm not going to deny that. But if they know anything about Jigsaw at all, which they fucking do, literally all you have to do, he's a very simple 
intelligent man is play by the fucking rules. That's it. Mm-hmm. And all he says to him is, if you sit down and talk to me, you're going to see your son again. That's it. So mm-hmm. all he had to do, which, of course, John is not like he knows he's not going to sit down and fucking talk to him. Right. He knows this. But he's got, of course, all of these computers from the early 2000s, which I'm living for. You should have seen the Blu-ray, like, menu screen. Oh, my God. It was so 2000s. Like, <laughs> these old monitors that are, like, you know, the giant ones that have these yeah. backs, even yep. though they're just monitors. The big blocky ones. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. From, like, Windows 98 in like, 2005. <laughs> that was the menu title, and, like, things were flashing on them, and then, like, the play was in, like, all, like, weird bloody text with, like, barbed wire around it. Yeah. Ooh. It was hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you see, of course, all these big giant monitors with this footage. And, you know, I will say it does lose a little. It didn't back in the day. So, like, back in the day, I watched this movie a bunch. But now it loses a little bit of its rewatchability when you know that it's all, like, pre-recorded. Because then you're just, like, frustrated the whole time. Right, exactly. You're like, he would just be are... fucking patient. Yeah, y'all are being fucking idiots. It's one of those movies where you just, like, want to yell at the TV the whole yeah. time you're watching it. And you're like, oh, yeah, it, it starts out right in the beginning with the cots rushing in and they constantly continue to rush into everything yep yep and there's like this one woman who's like can we fucking not but then everybody's like we did it your way and blah, 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 blah. but her exactly. way would failed too so yeah. everybody would was a failure here if they had just sat down and talked to the man they would have gotten what they wanted or one mm-hmm. of the things they wanted which you know, and I know that this is very emotional because this detective on this case wants his son back. But as far as you know, there are like a bunch of other people here as well. Yeah. And you're jeopardizing all of them with your emotions. He should have been taken off the case, which is what I think most police departments in the real, they would have just taken him out. Yeah, they would have been exactly. like, you're done here. We're going to take care of this. Yeah. Well, they definitely make a point to show that this is his team. These are his friends and they make sure to bury it for him for a while. Yeah. Like there's a point where somebody is going to call, I feel like, and he ends up, he and his best buddy go, you know, threaten them and all that shit. So, yeah. And we also are, like I said, getting the side story. We're cutting back and forth between these people dying in this house, which is where they're all stashed away, and these cops. And what you also get is Amanda from the first one is back in this house. Mm-hmm. She's a badass bitch. I like <laughs> her. Because Only she has your name. Well, no, but also <laughs> because if they would just listen to her, see, there's this is the problem with this, with these men in these movies. <laughs> if they would just shut the fuck up and listen, yeah, they would have been so much better off. Xavier yeah. and Eric would have been so much better off. Now, granted, I know she's a plant, okay, right, but they didn't know that. Well, they did know that she had already survived at one time. So fucking listen to her. That's she's exactly. saying he wants us to play, then fucking play. Everybody come together and mm-hmm. figure this shit out. Because they wasted so much time and so many lives just... Exactly. This is come another on. one. There are numerous Saw 
saws that are all about teamwork, and this is the first mm-hmm. one. If they would just fucking group together, they'd all get fucking through this shit. I think the other one that sticks out to me, I know there are multiples, but I think the fifth one is another group one that sticks out to me when they wake up and they all have to run and they're on these cords. Yep. Yep. That's the teamwork one that I'm thinking of. Yeah. I think that's the fifth one. And that one stuck out to me too, because they also, if they just calm down and granted it's hard because like, let's say that we were in a group situation. Mm-hmm. Kristen you and I could be fine but if we're with three other people that are freaking out it doesn't matter if you and I are like okay let's chill out exactly. guys and these are mm-hmm. all strangers they don't know each other so of course they're gonna be panicking I get that but fucking hey man well and then they find out pretty early on of course they're wandering throughout the house they find out that they're breathing in a deadly nerve gas that is going to break down the respiratory system in you know two hours or whatever mm-hmm And so that's going to cause panic and rushing them as well, obviously, to find some sort of exit. But then they have to go wandering through this house. And pretty quickly, we go down into the basement and there's this character. I know it's not pronounced Obi, but that's how it's spelled, but it's Obi. So he's like a con man. And he's also, they find out, somebody that helped this guy kidnap all of them. So that's one circle of trust completely broken. So you've got one link already taken out of the picture and you've got two antidotes in this oven and he goes in to get these two antidotes and he burns to death. And correct me if I'm wrong. This is my first time, I think, watching this as like a grown ass woman. (laughs) Wasn't there a knob that he could have just turned it off if he was like thinking things through? Yes. He even looks right at it. It's got a devil right next to it. And I I feel like he reaches for it and the flames get higher and he backs off. Fuck that shit. You're already going to burn. That's what he, that's Grab what the fucking knob. And maybe as a kid, I saw that and I didn't understand why he didn't do it because I was like, I don't understand why you're not doing <laughs> it. You know, like exactly. It's like simple logic. But maybe at this point, maybe his brain is starting to shut down. Maybe panic has taken over. I don't yeah. really know because... You know, these are mostly, you can tell, like, compassionate people. You've got Amanda, you've got two other women, you've got big, muscly jackass, and I think his name is Jonah, or Jonas, and he's an older guy, but he's still trying to keep everyone together, Mm -hmm. and... I like him, he's the best. Yeah, and he's like, y'all need to chill the fuck out, but Mm -hmm. Xavier is really the one that holds this entire group back. Yes. And all he cares about is the antidote for himself, which I completely, I I understand that because you don't know any of these people and you just want to save yourself. So there are two antidotes in there and they're like, well, who's going to get the second one whenever he comes out? And he's like, we'll figure that out later. You know, damn well, you're going to take that for yourself. Exactly. There was no. That wouldn't have even been a thing. Yeah. And then, of course, there's Eric Matthews' kid in this (laughs) Yeah, And what ties them all together is Detective Matthews is an asshole that basically set them all up. Whether they are criminals or not, you can't put people away on trumped up charges. Right. So that's every single one of them. But he did. Yeah, exactly. And which is why he is also a target himself and why his he got his kid into some shit. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. So back at the uh, i guess jigsaw hq i don't know what else (laughs) matthews is talking to john and he's saying like all of the wrong things like i know that he's desperate for his son and he's like crying he's like i can help you you can stop this and 
like he's not just your normal like murderer or hostage situation like he's already dying you're gonna help him what exactly for cancer he stop. doesn't want anything but to teach people how to live stop being a fucking idiot <laughs> you know <laughs> like god like you know i think that john has a noble mission do i agree no i do agree that people oftentimes don't really know how to live their lives until they've come face to face with death like right. in john's case it gets into the fact that and actually this is in the same scene he got a cancer diagnosis, a terminal cancer diagnosis, and he didn't want to deal with that. And so he decided to try to kill himself by driving himself off a cliff and his body couldn't fight cancer, but it somehow survived plunging off a cliff into in a car. And so then he dedicated the rest of his life to, in his words, testing the fabric of human nature. So he is robbed of his life and he wants to basically teach others the importance of their own lives, which is why like Amanda in the first one was a drug addict. And he's like, stop. And, and all of these people, drug dealers and people that self harm and, and do horrible things to other people. He's teaching them in really horrific, brutal ways. Stop. You could be mm -hmm. living a very fulfilling life with the only life that you have and you're fucking it up. And some of us don't get that opportunity because we have terminal cancer or an autoimmune disease or take your pick, you know. Right. Exactly. And just assume that this guy is like way smarter than you are and don't talk to him like he's an idiot. Like even if mm -hmm. you're like narcissistic or whatever you think he's being like, you're being an idiot. By mm -hmm. like I can help you. <laughs> you cannot. You can help him do what? Exactly. So then we get Xavier's room, and he gets his tape because everybody has an individual tape. Now we do not get to all their individual tapes because they break up and people die sooner than we can get to their tapes. But for Xavier, Mister Muscle Drug Dealers, he gets a pit of needles in his room because he wants him to basically have to dig through the squalor that the people he's selling to have to and instead he's like somebody's going in there and everybody's like it's your room you fucking asshole you go in there and do it but he's like who can i pick up and throw right so he throws at amanda and because he's a baby back bitch and <laughs> i cannot even imagine like I'm not saying that out of all of the things in this house, this is the one I would do, but needles don't really scare me. But can you imagine a pit of them? No, this room fucking terrifies me. Of dirty needles at that? Yeah, it's terrible. It, it, nope, 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 nope. That's a nightmare. And then she goes boss mode eventually. Like at first she's horrified and she can't move, but then she's like, okay, well, fuck it. And she does find the key to get an antidote out of a safe but it's on a timer and it's too late and he calls her a bitch because and it's like you didn't have the balls to go in there yourself and mm -hmm. threw a like small woman in there and you are gonna call her a bitch okay mm -hmm. all right then the group basically splits that all those needles there were approximately 120,000 of them and it took four people four days to replace all the tips so that they were safe oh my god i know i was oh wondering god. how they like got these shots because it has to be 
some sort of realist, like realistic. It's not like at this point you could put like five needles in there and then create that with incredible CGI. This is not the age of Marvel, you know, where we have like Infinity War. Right, exactly. No, even some ones that weren't safe yet accidentally got thrown in that pit. So they ended up having to stop production for a day while those people went in the pit to find these non-safe needles. So they were literally looking for a needle in a haystack of needles. (laughs) So did they throw her in with the tips on? They were all safe tips. And then it was like a fake arm when she comes back out and they have to pull the needles out of her if that's a fake appendage. Yeah, I figured that was... I just was like, did they throw a person in there and just like fake the... Because that's super interesting. Can you imagine just, okay, we're going to throw you in this pit of needles... Good luck. I'd be like, uh, they're all safe, right? Right? You fucking promise me? Yeah. Like, even then, I'd be like, okay. How much am I going to get stabbed one time? Yeah. I am. OSHA is going to hear about that. (laughs) (laughs) So, Xavier, he, in a full rage, basically, so when this group splits up, obviously, they're all really succumbing to this nerve gas. And, Xavier Xavier figures out because he goes back into this room with this dead body and sees a colorful number on the back of his neck and in the first tape that welcomed them to this game he basically said the combination to the safes in the back of your mind over the rainbow is essentially what he said so they all have a number on the back of their neck corresponding to the Roy G. Biv if you will red orange yellow green blue purple He's figured this out and he also needs to get all of their numbers and he can't just go around and be like, Hey, can I, that would be way too logical, you know, because there's only one antidote. Mm-hmm. He's not going to share it. So poor, poor, poor Jonah or Jonas. I'm re- I'm really sorry. I don't remember his name, <laughs> but it's Jonah or Jonas. I know that he walks in on him and, Oh, it's Jonas. And uh, Xavier is a fucking raging asshole and he kills him and gets his number. And then now he's on a mission to basically kill everybody else and just get the antidote and then be it, which I don't understand either. I know he's not the most logical meathead in the bunch, but does he think that by killing everyone else in the house with him and getting the antidote that Jigsaw is going to let him out? Yeah, I, I agree. Because killing everybody you're in the house with is not the mission. Well, they do just have to survive till the door opens, but the whatever they're breathing in is causing them to die faster than the door is going to open. So as long as he gets the antidote, he can just wait out for the doors to open. That's true. He just seems like he wants to kill everybody just to kill everybody. No, I, to- I agree with that one. He just gets very homicidal. Which I guess is the fear of dying, but also I'm sure he's on some other sort of drugs usually. And he's either withdrawing or on steroids or used to being on meth or a combination of all of those things. Or we just have to have some character that's going to be some sort of threat. Which mm-hmm. obviously this is our, our, our character that's going to do that. I wonder how m- much it took to knock him out just to get him to the house. Because he's a big dude. Right, and that skinny little Obi guy, (laughs) like dragging that body to the house, like this dude is stacked. I wonder how much (laughs) effort that took. Yeah. Now, 
what which of these characters, Kristen, would you be? Would you be the blonde that cowers the whole time? Would you be Amanda that's like, okay, let's just let's do this? Would you be the kid that's just kind of like fuck and like ally with someone? Would you be Jonas? Hmm. I know I'm throwing that. We didn't pre-discuss. I, so I don't know. I guess if I was with my friends, I would probably be the one who's like, okay, let's do this. Let's go. I'd probably be like, Amanda, let's go figure this shit out. Mm-hmm. If I was with people I didn't fucking know, I'd probably just be the kid and follow somebody that I trusted enough to not yeah. kill me and follow them. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that I would probably be like a combination of jonas because you know i'm like a hey don't fucking do that we can Mm -hmm. do this it's okay and also like the one bitch that's like all right fuck this like i'm gonna go do this and y'all go figure this out on my own y'all can fucking kill each other i'm done (laughs) because right yeah i like her yeah there's this one we haven't really talked about her very much but she's basically i wouldn't be as aggressive as her because she's very aggressive towards xavier but she's basically just like, all right, y'all, I can't, I can't deal with y'all. <laughs> like, I would think I would give them a shot and try to be like, okay, guys, let's figure this out. We can do it up to a certain point. And then mm-hmm. dealing with Xavier, I'd be like, you are crazy and you are going to get us all killed. I'm going to go do my own thing. I'm going to go find an antidote on my own because you are dangerous. Mm-hmm. And maybe take the kid with me. So it's like a combination of multiple characters, like you said. Like, I guess Yeah, exactly. Depends. So but she does go out on her own. Poor girl. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. Because <laughs> we are almost <laughs> there. So, Amanda, I have to mention, uh, now Xavier is going on this tirade. And we've got four characters together. We've got the blonde girl who's basically just been cowering the whole time. And she's probably been in the house the longest. I'm assuming she was the first one brought there because the nerve gas is hitting her first. Yeah. And Amanda's holding her while she starts to seize. And Amanda just holds her head like upright while she's seizing. And I'm like, you you should, you were a drug addict. You do not know to turn somebody over when they're having a seizure because she is going to asphyxiate on all the fluid in her mouth, which I'm not saying it would have saved her, but I was like, that, that was stupid. Which right. is a very minor thing, but I just made a note of it because I was like, wow, that was disgusting. <laughs> and it sounded disgusting. But the Macho Man Act, again, here's where it gets real annoying because this is the point where Matthews, because he can tell the people in the house are starting to succumb to the nerve damage and the respiratory failure. And he's going to lose his son. So he basically, the other cops cover for him so that he can go beat the shit out of of jigsaw out of john Mm -hmm. which is a huge fucking mistake because this is the point where he john knows that he is not going to get his son back because he even says game over in the midst of this brutal beating yeah and it's it's just like why do y'all all think that violence is the answer if you had just sat and talked to him and let him say the things that he was gonna say even if you didn't understand them or didn't care to understand them the most frustrating part of the movie is at the end, this this fucking timer opens a safe with your son in it. Yeah, he literally says, your son is in a safe state. He's uh, literally in a safe. Right he's literally in a safe sitting two feet away from you. 
Like, oh my god, if y'all just calmed the fuck down, you would be okay. You would be fine. Like, not the people mm-hmm. in the house. If they had calmed down and worked together, maybe. But, yeah, like, in this case, if you had just sat and did what he told you to do, which, again, for the umpteenth time, these cops should know that. Uh-huh. They have studied him for how long? Just stupid pride and ego problems. Mm-hmm. That's why it's a deadly sin. Pride will <laughs> pride kills people. And wrath. And wrath. Exactly. Exactly. He has both. And then we get this poor girl and the razors. Now, I feel like this was probably set up for Amanda, even though I don't really know why she would have had her own trap if she was a plant that could have killed her. But if we are taking the idea here that she was in here for self-harming, which is kind of what she tells them later. It's actually set up for one of the men. It uh, oh, She it? throws out a tape that says Gus on it, which I think is the first guy that gets killed oh okay great i missed that for him i missed that i must have been making notes about stupidity of the cop (laughs) so they're basically these i'm sure you guys have all seen it because this was the needles and i mean when i saw this i knew every single trap from memory but there are the ones that stick out to you even like you'll just randomly be talking to someone and you'll think of like a pit of needles you know (laughs) Yeah, or like this one, the razor box thing. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. Yes, that's what I was about to say. Every single Saw movie, this is the one that still makes me go, (laughs) It's a fucking, she she puts her hands up in there and she can't, you know how, like a Chinese finger trap, you know? It's Mm -hmm. like that, but when you pull your wrists down, they're just razors cutting into your skin. The interlocking razors. From all sides. Back out. Yeah. They do show a part of that box when she's putting her hands up in it. There's a lock with a key right next to it. She could have just unlocked the fucking box. But she really fucking wanted that antidote. And also, was there a way to pull that syringe off of where it was without spilling it everywhere without unlocking that box? Exactly. It didn't look like it. Exactly. So, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) this is all about people rushing in too soon this whole movie yes exactly and i you kind of when you first watch it like when i was a kid wonder like oh that one's set up for failure but you also have to be paying attention Mm -hmm. what exactly did they rush because if you aren't paying attention like when i missed the gust thing you will miss it Mm -hmm. because you know well, yeah, if she had even listened to his tape, I know it's not her tape, but she if she had listened to it, she probably would have gotten something out of what Jigsaw was saying. Yeah, but she, and I'm not, I'm sure at this point too, they only have probably, she already saw somebody die from the same thing she's breathing in. Yeah. But he's probably like, I have like maybe 15 minutes, 20 mm-hmm. minutes. And I would even question if Antidote at that point would even do anything. I guess, I, of course, I would still try. But, you know, at that point, it's like, ooh, yeah, I'm I feel try. so bad for her. She's gonna seize, just stuck on those razor blades. Ugh. Oh, she's gonna fall right the fuck Ugh. out. I wonder if it would rip your hands off or just slice them to the bone. I know, right? I have Ugh. questions. Need an engineer to tell me. <laughs> I have questions, but I'm also not sure I want to know the answer. I do. <laughs> I do want to know the answer. Yeah, so that poor girl is... She's done for. Mm-hmm. So at this point, John says to Matthews, game over. I'll take you to the house. And literally 
all you had to, like this is when I made the note and I was so frustrated and I was like all you had to do is play by the rules and now you're going to your death bye mm-hmm. while he's driving him there he makes a comment he goes it's last house on the left and I'm like oh I see what you did there I see what you did there I, I <laughs> yeah I noticed that too <laughs> last house on the left but it wasn't I mean it was for him it was it, I, yeah for him it was but the and what is also frustrating is no cops followed him Mm-hmm. that was stupid that is where that's this, ridiculous yeah and that's where this film sometimes it's like they would have cops following him like they're literally in the next room you can't sneak out they would have seen you and they're your best friends we presume they would go with at least one car would mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and so sometimes the logic in this film and i think that's why this film the second one is not like everyone loved the first saw movie it's very highly regarded in the community this one not so much audiences definitely liked it more than critics did which critics are critics are critics Mm -hmm. you know whatever says a critic you know (laughs) (laughs) it's not like i'm verified or anything yeah Uh, but you know it does leave some of the logic from the of the first one kind of at the door because the first one had to be very tight because first of all it was it had gotten denied by several times of even being made because people were like "Mm." we talked about that you know they had to come to america just to make it yeah and it had to be very tight and this one it was so this first one did so well when it was finally done that they were like fuck it let's just go all in and you know so they let they just kind of ran with some of the more creative let's get really into the tortures and we're going to do a bunch of them because we're going to put a lot of the people in the house and and then you know we're also going to throw in jigsaw and so some of the logic you kind of have to leave behind and when they throw in the cops plus like six or seven like torture things in a house some things do get a little messy and that's just Mm -hmm. bound to happen but you know it it just it just it just is what it is it doesn't take away from it for me personally but most everybody has died in the house we now have amanda and eric matthew's son god you would think after he was daniel yelling his name so much (laughs) my head just went daniel (laughs) daniel and xavier's chasing them to get their numbers they realize you know they've now figured out that he is matthew's son and some people ha- were pissed about that and Amanda wasn't happy, but now she realized Xavier is trying to kill them and they find a little trap door and they go down it and they run into the bathroom from the first one with all the dead bodies from the first one that have been there for a very long time. It's real nasty. <laughs> <laughs> and Xavier does eventually catch them down there and Daniel pretends to be dead and instead of having amanda like read this thing to him not that amanda would but she makes that point she's like how are you gonna know the combination if i don't read it to you he has such a pride problem an ego problem and a man problem that he straight up fucking cuts the skin off of the back of his neck and just shoves it in his pocket what if he cut in the wrong place and cut it in half or how does he even remember all of these numbers and colors? Also, yeah, that. I'd forget them. He's also being very disoriented by the fucking nerve gas coursing uh-huh. through his veins. 
you gonna, you're not gonna tell me i'd at least be this is gonna be really i'd at least be carving them into my fucking arm i know i totally agree you know or like, do what he just did on his own skin just start cutting them off and bringing them with yeah you might as well if you're that cruel anyways like he went into the girl whose arms were in there and just kind of brushed her hair and was like mm-hmm. it's gonna be okay and then fucking left you mm-hmm. know like at least you know do that <laughs> you just have all you have little skin flaps in your pocket mm-hmm. oh that's disgusting <laughs> yeah but then Daniel hops up and guess what? Ain't dead and slits his throat. And I really like their relationship, Daniel and Amanda, in this mm-hmm. whole scenario. It's real sweet. Now, when you know that she has to keep him alive for the whole, you know, jig, get right. it? Less sweet. Right. The whole jig. The whole jig. You get it? Yeah. Get it? Get, get it? Get it? <laughs> it? It is less sweet. But if it was real, because he like jumps to protect her in several occasions and he pulls her out of the needle pit and it's just really sweet and he's a he's a good kid unfortunately he's got an asshole for a father and that dooms him now you don't see what happens to daniel at the end of this other than the cops find him but you don't see like is he emotionally traumatized forever probably you know (laughs) does he get involved with jigsaw and amanda like later in the movies they don't really ever bring him up to my knowledge so probably not so he's probably just never brought up again i don't think unless i'm missing some huge thing and people are like you fucking idiot he's in the next like i don't think he is he's not in any of the movies that i have seen but i haven't seen jigsaw and i know there's one coming out this year so yeah i don't think he's in them i think they just had him and then he wasn't in them which is fine it's not like he needed to be i just kind of think it'd be cool for him to be like so Amanda, what do you do? <laughs> what what's what where's my where's my dad? No, it's fine. He was an asshole. Can you tell me a little bit more about <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Anyways, the SWAT team goes to the wrong house. They find out everything is pre-recorded and they figure out that Matthews went to another wrong house, but they don't know where that is and they lost fucking Jigsaw again because they were too stupid to send one goddamn squad car to follow the person they've been trying to catch for years. Years. The end. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then you, the pig mask injects him. That's how he ends up there. And then you find out that Amanda is taking over for Jigsaw. Ta-da. Game over. Game over, yeah. <laughs> now, hers isn't as cool because she's like, game over. Instead of like, the spooky, like, game over. But, you know. <laughs> it's just, and that's when you're just so frustrated because you're like, if you had just stayed and talked to him, you would not be in this situation. And that's the whole point, And I get that. But that's when it's like... It doesn't lose its rewatchability because they're still enjoyable if you just want to sit down and watch, like, a torture porn movie. And I wouldn't even actually call the, this particular one or the first one torture porn at this point in the Saw franchise because mm-hmm. you're still getting to know Jigsaw. You know, I think later on, Jigsaw becomes a very sloppy afterthought and they're just trying to make it something that gets very not cohesive they lose a lot of the parts and i think that's where they can make correct Mm -hmm. which is fine when there's a cohesive storyline but i think eventually in my opinion the saw movies lose that a little bit Mm -hmm. but not until at least 
I know the first three, in my opinion, are pretty good. And I hung in there for the fourth and fifth. So I will give it that. So, yeah, no, this one was a solid, fun movie. I honestly, I think this will surprise you. I wouldn't give it probably more than like a three and a half, but like not because I didn't enjoy it. That's still solid just because like it's not like an awesome movie on the same level of like some of the fours and fives out there. It just is what it is and it's fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I tend to give more fives than you, so I was only going to, I'm dropping it down to a four. It's still a great movie. Yeah. I love watching it over and over again. I love having my uh, Saw day where I just play them all. It's great. Yeah, for sure. And you can't like, one of my favorite, we have this playlist. If you have Spotify premium, you can access our Extra Sisters podcast, Creepy Jams playlist. Highly recommend because I made it and we made it and we worked really hard on it. And the Zeps, it's called Zeps Overture, but it's basically the theme song. It bumps so hard. Yeah. It's, it's one that I will put on repeat, even not during spooky season. And so it's just so iconic in the horror community. The Saw movies are. So yeah, it's really fun. And I, I'm, I hope Kristen that does the schedule and if I can throw in a recommendation, we at least do three. <laughs> Oh, I love all of the Saw movies, so honestly, we're going to do them all. Great. We'll get Let's there. Just keep going until it gets wrecked, and we're like, oh, fuck this movie. That's terrible. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm excited for the new one. I'm interested to see the direction that it takes. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, you know, I think a lot of people's opinions is that the Saw movies should have been over, and they should be over. And I don't necessarily disagree with that because, you know, y'all know how I feel getting down the line that it gets a little messy. Now, that is my teenage opinion because I stopped watching them around 17 when I saw one in theaters. And I was like, what the fuck was that? So uh, is it true? Oh, I'm sorry. Was James Wan not involved in this one? James Wan, I don't think was involved in this one. I know Lee Winnell still was. Yeah, I don't. I didn't see James Wan credited on this one when I was just reading the title or the credits. I'm just curious. Yeah, I don't think he was involved with this one. The only trivia, well, I had the needle trivia piece, and the only other piece I had was there were actually five alternate endings shot for this movie. So oh, I bet they're on my special effects or my uh, bonus things on my Blu-ray. <laughs> you should check it out because I'm really curious to see what the other ones were. Well, maybe we can watch them together. Not anytime soon. Well, thank you all for hanging out with us. You know where to find us at this point. Our Facebook and Instagram are The Extra Sisters Podcast. Twitter is at The Extra Sisters. And you can find us on Patreon and come join our little patron family. It is patreon.com slash The Extra Sisters. We would love to have you for extra content. You get little gifts. And especially for your birthday, we like to send you a little something. So head on over there to join our little Patreon family. And next time, in a time of crisis, a hero must rise from his sofa. Till then, stay creepy.